We recently received an email from a senior leader of a company. He stated in the email that he needed to go from being a leader to being a coach, and he wanted my help. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss the pros and cons of a coaching leadership style. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, we are discussing the coaching style of leadership. Being a coach as a leader, it is becoming very trendy so much so that I feel it could be dangerous. And I've heard this buzzword in the last 12 months more than I've heard it in the last 12 years combined. Coaching leaders, coaching style, all of that. And look, the good news is I believe this is happening because leaders are becoming more aware of the importance of employee engagement. So that's great. Fantastic. However, if there is anything we learned from the great Ken Blanchard, It's that leadership is situational. Leadership is not a one-size-fits-all. The people that you lead, think about your team. They're all different. The people that you lead are different. They have different personalities. They have different skill sets. They have different motivations. Their whys are different. Their upbringing is different. Their backgrounds are different. Their tenure is different. Their skill sets are – all this stuff is different. Because they're all different, we have to lead them differently. And as leaders, we need to meet people right where they are. So this is the caution that I have with this, hey, I'm going straight to a coaching leadership style. Well, that's good if it makes sense. But if it doesn't, it could be a disaster. Now, thinking about this email that I received, there was a whole lot more context. And this leader's heart was to find better ways to serve his team. But when I first read the email, all I could think was, Leaders are coaches. It's synonymous. You're not a leader and or uh, or or a coach. You're not a leader or a coach. I'm not a coach or a leader. A leader is a coach. Now, your leadership style is going to change, but they are synonymous. They are the same thing. So let's dive into this coaching style of leadership a bit as it has come up too often for me to ignore it. And, and look, I'm not giving bad press here on the coaching leadership style. So let me start by saying I am an, a raving fan of this leadership style. But what we need to do is we need to define it. We need to define what this coaching leadership style is. Because when I hear this from leaders, what I think they're saying is I want to engage my team more. I want to be more of a servant leader. I, I want to come alongside people. And this is great. But let's define what it is so that we can make sure that if this is where you think you are based off of what you're hearing, seeing, feeling from your team, that you're defining it properly and you're executing it properly. Coaching leadership is when a leader coaches their team to develop and improve over the long haul. This leadership style builds engagement. And it it focuses on improving employees to become better individuals and professionals over the long haul. This coaching leadership style is not a quick fix. It's not for this immediate need, this uh, time-sensitive, tragic thing that's happening that has to happen right now. This is a long, 
long-term leadership style. I've also come to find that coaching leadership can be difficult. Why? Because it's very time-consuming. It's time-consuming because coaching doesn't happen in a moment. Coaching happens over a span of time. Coaching leadership depends very heavily on the leader's ability to direct and support. Direct and support. This need to direct and yet support can be very unclear and confusing to the team if you're not doing it well as a leader because directing and supporting are two different things. Sometimes you just need to direct. Sometimes you just need to support. But when you're coaching, you are directing and supporting. I'm not just giving you orders, but I'm supporting, you know, the direction, the expectation. If you're going to explore this style, it's very important to first have a deep understanding of everybody on your team, their strengths, their weaknesses, and you have to be in tune with what they are because you're going to use this knowledge to provide very tailored support to help your people reach their potential. That's why this is a tailored, different approach. Coaching leadership style is not a one-size-fits-all. You're going to know your team member. You're going to know where their strengths are. You're going to know where their weaknesses are, and you're going to tailor your style to that specific team member. Without this level of depth of knowledge, you will feel like you're doing the right thing, but you will still risk failure because it has to be tailored. You have to have a depth of knowledge of strengths and weaknesses of everybody on the team. If you feel you're in a position with your team to move forward with this style and you feel like you have a good understanding of where they're at, it's important to adopt some characteristics that will enable you to deliver the right results. So what are those characteristics? Here's a few of them that you should be looking for to adopt this leadership style. First off, you're a teacher. A coaching leader helps their team members learn new skills and improve their performance. And by the way, asterisks, yes, this includes the peak performers on your team as well. Don't don't think for a second that uh, peak performers don't get coaching. They do. Don't allow these peak performers to get lost in the mundane. They need to be challenged and they need to be developed as well. We have to have this sense as a coaching leadership style that I'm here to teach everybody. I'm here to help everybody improve from their current state, even the peak performer. Think training. Think role plays. Think shadowing, um, observing what they're doing. Think on-the-job training, product knowledge, all of these different things so that you can coach appropriately. Even the peak performer has ways that they can show incremental improvement. And for sure, everybody else, there might be gaps of improvement that you can help them with. So as a coaching leader, the first thing that you absolutely are is you are a teacher. The second thing is back to you have to have a deep understanding of your team's strengths and their weaknesses. And I know I referenced this before, but this cannot be stated enough. If you coach everyone on your team the same, you will absolutely fail. I always say that if you lead everybody the same way, you're going to be right about 10% of the time. That is not good odds of success. The coaching has to be appropriate for the recipient that you're delivering the coaching to. Imagine coaching a 20-year peak performing employee the same way as the rookie that you just brought onto the team or vice versa. This is not the time for guesswork and assumptions. You need to know. This is the time for validation. 
one of the best programs that we have come across to understand what these strengths are and these areas of opportunity, it's the Clifton Strengths Assessment and the Development Program. Maybe you've heard of it. If you haven't, at minimum, you need to go get the book and you can go go through it with your team. However, if this is something that you would like to explore, our team is certified in Clifton Strengths, and we would love the opportunity to assist you with this program for you and your team. If you are interested in learning more about that, you want to schedule a consultation, know what that looks like, email me, jeff at jeffhancher.com, and we will be sure to answer any questions that you have. The third characteristic that you have to have as a leadership coach is you have to have the characteristic of results-driven mentality. Coaching leaders are focused on helping their team achieve their goals and their objectives. They get juiced by this. They love seeing people win. They find great fulfillment in creating realistic yet challenging goals and helping their people achieve them. Some other things to think about as you get into this mindset of a coaching leader, your your, your high support. You're a relationship builder. You, you're empowering. You love to develop and release, empower people. Coaching leaders, they, they think in terms of questions, not directives. They're reflective. They help others learn from their mistakes. Matter of fact, they encourage mistakes. They encourage this thought process of failing forward. They create a culture and an environment that we can learn from our setbacks. We can learn from our failures. These types of leaders, they're very forward-thinking. They have patience. They have to have patience. Why? Because we're creating long-term planning for the future. This is not a a quick-fix leadership style, and this is not a quick-fix approach. If you're going to be a coaching leader, you have to see yourself as a guide. And you have to have patience to watch the growth unfold over the long haul. You have to be very willing to be flexible. And you have to adapt to the needs of others. And this can be frustrating for a leader that's a driver, uh, a leader that is a a take the hill, leave bodies in the wake if you have to. This is going to be hard for you to push into this style of leadership, which is why we're giving you some of these characteristics to get into this mentality. You truly have to enjoy helping others. Uh, feel like they're accomplishing things. This is the mindset of a coach. If these traits and characteristics, they're not your norm, and you feel challenged even listening to me tell you what they are, but you say, look, um, this is the way we need to go, and you want to improve, you most definitely need to reserve your seat in our upcoming performance management workshop. Not being a natural coach is not an excuse for not becoming a great coaching leader. However, like I said, the environment must be right for this to be effective. Different teams and and different scenarios, they're going to require different approaches, meaning coaching leadership isn't always the default best position. We can't can't just go into this saying, hey, everybody else is taking this coaching mentality. This is what we're going to do for our team. But if you are uncomfortable with this and you want to learn more, by all means, get to the performance management workshop. We talk about these scenarios. We talk about how to lay a coaching format in that workshop. In all of my years leading teams, I have found the coaching leadership style is most effective in very specific scenarios. And I'll tell you this, I I know myself, 
I prefer a coaching leadership style. I like it. I find great fulfillment in it. However, early in my leadership tenure, I just tried to plug it into every scenario, and I failed miserably trying to do that. So I want to give you some insight into some very specific environments and scenarios where I feel coaching leadership is most appropriate. The first one is when you're leading a team where employees are driven, but engagement and motivation are low, meaning you have people that want to do it, but the the work's just not getting done or morale is low. This is a great time for coaching leadership. Another scenario is if you're taking over a team that has a toxic culture or an existing distrust of leaders. Meaning maybe the leader that they had in the past, uh, it was a a debacle. Nothing was good. The leader was horrible. Uh, It created toxic culture, uh, toxic employees. This is a great time to adopt a coaching style of leadership. They're not going to respond to a directive style. Why? They've already been burnt by it. Uh, There's a, a mistrust in leadership. Taking the coaching approach in this environment is a great way to do it because it says, I'm here to support. I'm here to help you improve. I'm here as a guide. The other scenario is when, if or when you notice a disconnect between organizational and personal objectives. This can be a chasm to cross, meaning what the company is asking me to do doesn't line up with my personal goals. When this happens, a coaching leadership style can be very effective because a coach is coming in and and they're helping to uncover the why. They get really good at asking questions. Once they know what those motivators and drivers are, they can then plug in the organizational objectives to what their personal goals are. This is great coaching leadership. These are great opportunities when a leader who is visionary, driven, and empathetic can really drive the ship in the right direction. So think about these scenarios. Do they apply to your organization? The coaching leadership style, it's going to work best when you have a highly skilled leader and team members that are receptive to change. Meaning, you know, if you're in this environment where people are skittish, you've been burnt before by major change, you know, this is going to be a situation where you have to feel very confident about your leadership, your approach, your knowledge, and you have to have a pulse that your team is willing to go through some level of change. If you're in a stressful crisis situation where decisions need to be immediate, And consequences, if there's error in judgment, are severe, then the coaching leadership style is not appropriate. Do not even go down this path because coaching leadership is somewhat diplomatic. That's not what you need in in a stressful crisis situation. What you need in that situation is a commanding leadership style. That would be more appropriate. You know, if there's three seconds left on the clock and uh, you got to score to win, now is not the time to huddle and talk about what player are we going to run. As the coach, now is the time to call the play and tell everybody to get into position and make it happen. So when you have these crisis, time-sensitive things, do not even think about going down the path of coaching leadership. Now, keep in mind, that could change on a dime, which is why situational leadership is so important to understand. Don't just come across and say, I'm a coaching leader. No, say I'm a leader that has the ability to coach because there may be a situation where you have to go from coaching leader straight to commanding leader. 
And you have to know what that looks like based off of your team and the environment that you're in. But there are many benefits of this coaching style. And I have experienced them. And you should explore them. I have found that when you go through this methodology of coaching your team, these teams often reach their goals and they achieve great results. There's a high degree of trust between leaders and direct reports. Why? Because as a coaching leader, what you're consistently doing day in and day out is you're making deposits. And remember what I always say, the only way that you've ever earned the right as a leader to make a withdrawal is when you've made a deposit. Coaching leaders are dumping deposits on people every single day, and this creates great trust and relationship. I've also found that the, the, another benefit is that your team is going to grow with feedback and encouragement whenever they have the ability to be led by an experienced leader that's coaching them. They People grow with great feedback. People love to be encouraged. You're going to see with this style that your team will have a stronger sense of unity because you're pulling the team together. It's cohesive. It can lead to higher retention as well, which is m most likely why so many leaders are adopting this. I mean, raise your hand if you've had high turnover in the last 18 months. Every hand is, is up, right? It's more than you've probably experienced your entire career. So everybody's running to the solution. Coaching leadership can absolutely do that if the environment is appropriate. Well, why, why is there higher retention? Well, hey, newsflash, when you're coaching people, they feel supported. You know, you're coming off of your high horse and you're getting down into the weeds and you're rolling your sleeves up and you're doing the work with them. You're role playing with them. You're shadowing them. You know, you're, you're making sure that they're doing it the right way. You're auto correcting in the moment. This is a great way to support people. However, for every pro, there's a con. You need to be aware of them. There are also risks to consider. Uh, there aren't always quick wins and results with the coaching leadership style. If you need quick wins, you need immediate results. Coaching leadership is not the way to go because it is very labor intensive, very labor intensive for the leader with a lot of hours and a lot of energy invested. It's going to require cooperation and commitment from your team as they're, they need to want to grow and develop. So this has to be reciprocal. You can lead a horse to water, but you will never make it drink. If your team is bucking this and they're not there, you need to make a couple of decisions. You need to either uh, rebuild your team or you need to find a different approach. But if your team is not open to this coaching style and growth and support and all of this, you are putting oil and water. It is not going to work out well for you. If you've determined hey, look, Jeff, I'm good. Um, I hear you. This style is appropriate for my team. If this is you, here's some things that you can begin to do right away to be effective and have a very high impact with this style. The first thing is, back to this statement, you have to be certain of areas of strength and weakness. I think we've talked about that enough. The second area, you have to meet with people. Coaching should be more personal and it should have a mentoring type posture. There's going to be a level of intimacy with the coaching style. This is going to require you to schedule one-on-one -on -one meetings with each of your team members. Ask open-ended questions about their career development, their career goals. 
what do they feel are their strengths? Where, where are they struggling? Where are the opportunities? Are they happy in their current role? If not, what would they like to see change? And, and where do they ultimately see their career? These are great questions to become a great coach. You should also ask team-related questions. How do they think the team is currently functioning? What do they think the team is doing well? And where do they think the team is struggling? You know, you can learn a lot by being a coach that asks great questions. They'll give you the answers. Meeting with individual team members, it's going to help you get a better handle on where your team is currently. This includes where they are both individually and collectively. And that information is going to tell you as the leader how you can better coach them to where they want to go. The third thing that you can do right away, establish developmental goals. Notice I didn't say results goals. When you're establishing developmental goals, what you should be thinking about is input versus output. Input is the process. Input is the strategy. Output is the results. So many times we set goals based off of results. When you develop a coaching leadership style, you're focusing more on the development side of it, not the results. Input versus output. Once you've created your developmental goals, meet with your team, get their insight, get their feedback. Make sure they're on board with the goals. If they're not on board, you are not going to get buy-in. And if you don't get buy-in, you're sunk. Adjust when you need to, but make sure that you're on the same page as the team member. Don't, don't ask them to run a four-minute mile. And you may ask them, and they may look at you like you have three heads, which is why there has to be a mutual commitment on these goals. And I'm not saying don't stretch them. You should stretch your people, but don't ask them to run a four-minute mile. They may have never ran a four-minute mile. Maybe the best mile they ever ran was 10 minutes. What is that developmental piece? And maybe you don't ask them to run a 10-minute mile, an eight-minute mile, a four-minute mile. Maybe you let them know that, hey, we're just going to run around the track four times. We're not even going to time the thing. We're just going to run around four times. That's how you can really determine where they are to establish these goals. The fourth thing, offer feedback and support ad nauseum. Ask them how they're progressing towards their goal and if there's anything that you can do to help. Offer feedback on what they're doing well and what they might be able to improve. Make yourself available to listen. Great coaches are great listeners. Ask them, do do you have any challenges? Do you have any questions? Sometimes people just need to vent a little bit. Help them rethink their approach if and when they're struggling. People ultimately, if they're being challenged by you, they're being stretched by you, at some point they're going to struggle. Help them rethink their approach. I'm not, selling, I'm not even saying tell them to do it this way or tell them to do it that way. A coach opens up conversation and says, hey, do you think there might be a better way? Hey, let's talk about that. The more feedback and support you give your team, the better coach you're going to be. So in closing, as a leader, you want to do everything you can to motivate and empower your team. Embracing a coaching leadership style is a phenomenal way to do this. However, take my caution and be careful to fall in. Don't just fall into this current trendiness of this leadership style. 
make sure that it's appropriate for your team. The best leaders on planet Earth are situational leaders. A carpenter has plenty of tools in their tool belt. A great carpenter, they know what tool to use based off the application in front of them. You're never going to see a great carpenter that is pounding a nail into a piece of wood with a screwdriver. You might see me do that because I stink at carpentry. But that carpenter knows exactly what tool they need for the application. This is situational leadership. Know your team. Know your environment. If coaching leadership is appropriate, go all in because the benefits can be amazing. Bottom line is this, invest time and tools into getting a deep knowledge of the people on your team. A coaching style of leadership, it's a tremendous gift when it's appropriate. I hope this episode serves you well as you coach and you guide your people to reaching their absolute best. Until next week, coach well and never forget, you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.